the demand for cancer services in central Ohio, in the region, in the state, and in the country is beyond what we've ever seen before. So we have to expand our footprint to accommodate the number of patients that are needing to be seen at the James, and we're responding with, uh, with this type of a structure. This is the James Cancer-Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg, and my guest is David Cohn. Dave is a gynecologic cancer surgeon, and he is the interim chief executive officer of the James Cancer Hospital and the chief medical officer of the James. Today, we're going to talk about Carmentown in general and then focus in on the new 356,385,000 square foot James outpatient cancer center. Dave, welcome back to the podcast, your home away from home. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. It's always a pleasure to be here, and I'm really excited about talking about the Innovation District and the new buildings. Yeah, I've watched it grow from the fields over on the west side of campus across the river these past couple of years, and it's like looking like it's almost ready. Yeah. So first, this whole concept of Carmentown, why don't you explain that in general and the, and the three... I think three buildings that'll be there, and then we'll dive deep into the um, the outpatient center. Great, and so the vision for Carmenton uh, is the idea that you have a physical entity, a location, where you can actually create innovation, new science and data, um, kind of riffing off of the idea of Carmen, Ohio. Uh, you created a new world, new word, Carmenton, <laughs> uh, and that is now the Carmenton Innovation District. And so it houses a variety of different entities. Uh, you mentioned you know, our James Outpatient Care Center, where we're going to be delivering outpatient care for cancer patients. Also, the Pelotonia Research Center, where the research that leads to those discoveries that lead to our you know, patients at the bedside. And then the building that houses the infrastructure uh, and some of the science as well, the Energy Advancement and Innovation Center. Uh, that's there all kind of comprising the three main, you know, flagship buildings in the Carmenton Innovation District. So it's Carmenton and not Carmentown. You know, potato, <laughs> potato. I think that we can pronounce it anyway. I think it's just a oh, really like, important part of the university. Oh, like Pelotonia and Pelotonia. <laughs> no, it's only Pelotonia. <laughs> okay. Oh, not according to everybody. So, well, let's dig down into the, the, the outpatient cancer center. First of all, when will it open? So the first day, the first patients are going to be seen on July 17th of 2023. So that is literally about a month away or less than a month away from when we're recording now. Uh, we're really excited about opening this building uh, in just a few weeks. So will you be there on that day? Actually, I will be. Uh, so it's really important, I think, to be opening a new building uh, to see what it looks like. And I just can't wait to see the faces of the patients and their families, uh, as well as our staff and faculty for this beautiful, enormous new building. Uh, I happen to be operating at the West Campus facility, the James Outpatient Care facility on that first day as well. Wow, so you're a, a gynecologic cancer surgeon, so you'll be performing uh, surgery. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the surgery is? We do a variety of different surgeries over there. Uh, hysterectomies are kind of the mainstay of what we do in our practice, and those are going to be done robotically at the J James Outpatient Care Center, as well as minor ambulatory uh, surgeries that don't require more than a one-night hospital stay after the procedure. Uh, before we get into all that, let's take the bigger picture view first yeah. for this new outpatient center. Like, what is the purpose of it? What is the goal? I mean, the James Cancer Hospital is a beautiful big building and there's other research centers right around it. What was the need to create this? 
Well, let's first talk about kind of the scope of what this building is. 385,000 square feet is a really, really big building, just yeah. to put it in perspective. The original James Cancer Hospital that was created in 1989 was smaller than what we're opening up on July 17th. The current James is, you know, over a million square feet, so it's a third the size of the current James, but still it's an enormous ambulatory facility. And I would say there's three main purposes of creating this building. Number one is to create innovation. So I think that what we do here at the Ohio State University, the Wexner Medical Center, and the James Cancer Hospital and Solove Research Institute is innovation. And so the ability to actually perform research and clinical trials in that building is key to what we do, the principles of an academic medical center. Uh, the second piece is allowing for new programs to develop. So we have a really innovative process of ensuring that a variety of different types of programs are going to be housed there that are going to allow that innovation to create new um, developments and new structures. And then the third piece is to allow expansion of the cancer program. Uh, in really simplistic terms, the demand for cancer services in central Ohio, in the region, in the state, and in the country is beyond what we've ever seen before. So we have to expand our footprint to accommodate the number of patients that are needing to be seen at the James, and we're responding with, uh, with this type of a structure. Wow. So what you just said, that the, the need for cancer hospitals, that the need of the number of people being diagnosed is expanding, it is kind of mind-blowing. Is there reasons? Well, I would put that answer in a couple of different ways. Number one, certainly the number of cancer cases are increasing. Um, part of the reason for that is that we're actually doing a better job of detecting them. Diagnosis. So that's one part, yeah. certain types of cancers. Yeah. There are certain ones that are decreasing. We've talked before about prevention and right. screening. And so with those processes, we may be able to actually prevent cancers from ever forming. And that's true with a variety of cancers. You know, cervical cancer with vaccination is one of those key pieces. We're actually seeing a declining rate of both death and the rate of disease. But, you know, there's a variety of factors that increase other cancers. Obesity is one of the main drivers that we're seeing an increased number of a certain type of cancers. Smoking is still a problem that leads to an increasing uh, number of cancers and other environmental factors as well. And then, uh, again, we're wiser about detecting them. So the number of cases that are being diagnosed are greater. But the other piece is that this building is different than the James Cancer Hospital because it's an outpatient facility. Right. Okay. So patients are not staying for days and days like they would here in the James proper. Um, so a lot of cancer care is moving to the ambulatory location, whether it's surgery, whether it's infusion services, clinical trials, and other um, examination in the clinics, those are all ambulatory, and that's everything uh, that will be housed in this building. So a big percentage of the James Cancer Hospital is beds. That's correct. Where a bigger percentage of this new outpatient center will be research. That's exactly right. And that goes along with what you're saying is, and I've noticed in talking to you and the others on this podcast, that the uh, uh, sheer qua quantity and quality and number of researchers here is increasing every day almost, coming up with new and amazing things, and you need space for these people. Yeah, and space is certainly the key. And you just tied together the idea about research and scientists and then the clinical care delivery as well. And I think I want to get back to that Carmenton Innovation District concept. When you have Pelotonia Research Center and the James Outpatient Care Center, those two things actually go hand in hand. They're right next to each other. So it's a very tangible example of the relationship between the bench to bedside idea. You've got innovation that's created in the Pelotonia Research Center 
that houses the Pelotonia Institute for Immuno-Oncology. That's where the science of immunotherapy is going to be expanded, and also our uh, cancer engineering programs. Those developments, the scientific knowledge, is then translated into the bedside of patients that are at the James or at the James Outpatient Care Center, and that's that kind of circle that we're really focused on the bench to bedside and then back to the bench, creating discoveries and then ultimately you know, working towards creating a cancer-free world. Yeah, and that's what a comprehensive cancer center connected to a cancer hospital, that's the advantage for patients. You have the bench to bedside right there. And sitting right in the largest, one of the largest academic uh, universities, health systems, all those things to come together for that bench to bedside idea. So the, the word outpatient seems to be the most important word in this new center. That is, and so let's go through some of the outpatient procedures, tests, diagnosis, screenings, all the different outpatient things you can do. And does outpatient mean, I think to me, not being an expert, outpatient means I go in, get the procedure, treatment, screening, and I leave that day. But that might not always be true, right? Uh, it's mostly true. <laughs> mostly so, true, but not always yeah, true. I think in the kind of letter of the letter <laughs> of the law, the outpatient idea means that in this facility, uh, which is designated an outpatient location, there's going to be 12 beds, 12 rooms that patients can stay in for less than 24 hours. And so if you've got a procedure that's being done that does require more than just an observation period and then discharge immediately afterwards, you can spend the day, the night, but not more than 24 hours in this facility. And that's kind of a regulation that's set forth by the federal government when you designate this building as the appropriate outpatient center. So if someone had to, for whatever reason, there's a complication, they could move over to the James. That's exactly right. So the relationship between the center and the James is still key for those patients that either, for whatever reason, their stay extends beyond that 23-hour, 59-minute, 59-second threshold. <laughs> um, but the relationship with the James is obviously the um, where you would have a patient go to if they needed to stay for longer than that. Okay. Well, let's start going through some of the different things that will be done there. Sounds like a matching um, test we're about to do. Uh, excuse me? Like, so it sounds like a matching test we're about to I'm do. Not, oh, a ma- oh exactly. okay. it's like a game show. <laughs> exactly. for, 200, oh, for 200 points, Dave. Right. What, but why don't you start? What You know better than a lot better than me. Yeah. And not only do you know better, I'm guessing you helped design this building and, what would, and decide what would be done there. Well, what I'd say is that the strategy behind the development of this uh, building has been key. And so there's a massive team that's been involved. It starts with a strategic plan. Uh, Where do we believe the cancer program can and should go over the next five, 10, and beyond years? With the knowledge of cancer care moving to the ambulatory outpatient location, uh, I think it's really the key to that beginning process of creating an outpatient facility. And then second, what are the programs that are going to be growing? Uh, What are the programs that by virtue of moving them from current location in the James to outpatient, we can then backfill the location in the James to expand those facilities and where are the innovations as well. So what I would say is that we're starting with our um, chronic hematology program. So chronic blood cancers such as leukemia, lymphoma, multiple myeloma. Those are diseases which can be very um, commonly treated at an outpatient center. It doesn't typically require an inpatient stay for either chemotherapy treatment, the infusion, which is going to be in the James Outpatient Care Center as well. 
uh, but we have incredible opportunities for both the clinical care delivery, but also clinical trials and clinical research that's done in that patient population, which has always been a remarkable strength of the James Cancer Hospital. So I'm picturing people coming in for, however, weekly, monthly infusions, sitting in a chair with an IV pole, getting their infusion. It's not something you need to be checked into a hospital overnight for, is that? That's exactly right. And we've got a very large infusion yeah. platform in this building as well. But it's not just the infusion side, it's the exam side as well, meaning there are physicians that are out there and our advanced practice providers seeing our patients uh, for follow-up visits as well. We'll and be we, in that building. That's correct. And I think very importantly to support any type of cancer care is radiology. So uh, diagnostic radiology, whether it's uh, CT scans, MRIs, PET scans, kind of the highest technology for screening or for detecting cancer or for following patients with cancer. And then also interventional radiology, which is the process of doing a biopsy, for example, to diagnose or to follow cancer, or for minor procedures to put intravenous access or IVs in patients that require infusion as well. So that's kind of the wraparound services that are required for any high-end ambulatory cancer outpatient cancer facility. So all these services are already being provided. They're in the James and other facilities, but by putting them all in one building that's especially designed for it, you make that flow better, better for patients, easier for patients, and you're also creating space elsewhere that was used for this that can be used for other things. Spot on. And I think most importantly, it's a very patient-centered approach. So whenever we think about you know, what we do here at the James, it is putting the patient at the center of everything we do, having the convenience of radiology, biopsies, examination, infusion, all in one building, and for those patients that need to be uh, admitted after a procedure, having that 24-hour or less uh, location for their stay as well is absolutely the key to patient-centeredness. See, that's what I was sort of getting at when I was asking if you and other physicians, scientists, surgeons got to help design it, which you said a whole team did it because you guys know, like, it would be easier for me to walk this way instead of this way. I don't want to go up one floor and over to see a patient where I, we can put the office next to each other. So all those things were incorporated into the design of this building to make it easier for the patients to, to do the flow. Yeah, it's great because there are professionals that do this for a living of design. And, and then when you walk the space and you kind of picture what it's like to be in that environment, I think that those that are the clinicians and most importantly, the patients and families that are our advisors, when you're kind of picturing yourself in that environment, things may not make sense. And so adjustments need to be made. So it's this true collaboration between the experts uh, and then the users. And the users, again, are patients, families, faculty, and staff. They all have a stake in this building, uh, and so we want to make sure that it is focused on all of those uh, users of the building to make sure the experience is as good as it can be. Yeah, a well-designed building makes all the difference in the sure world. Sure does. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Dave will fill us in on a few more of the specific things that will be in this outpatient center. In today's world, misinformation abounds. But at the Ohio State Health and Discovery website, we're addressing today's most relevant health, wellness, science, and research topics, all from the Ohio State experts you can trust. We're tapping into physicians, scientists, and thought leaders across our medical center and health sciences colleges to give you the deeper story behind the headlines and the truth about the topics affecting the health of individuals, society, and the world. 
Visit health.osu.edu today. We're back with Dave Cohn, and we're talking about the James Outpatient Cancer Center. You gave us a, a good overview, and you started to get dialed down into some of the, the, the treatments and options and facilities and things you'll be able to do over there. So let's talk about some more. Yeah. Um, we started talking about hematology, and I would compliment also that in this building, we have a expanded genitourinary cancer program, uh, which is cancers of the testes, the bladder, um, the prostate, for example. And so I think that's a really good example of what is in this building. We have you know, clinics for those patients that have those cancer conditions. We have infusion for those that require chemotherapy or immunotherapy. And then we also have our ambulatory surgical platform as well for individuals, for example, that need a prostatectomy, uh, a surgical procedure that doesn't require a prolonged hospital stay. And so all of those things will be present for an expanded genitourinary cancer program. And what I didn't talk about before is this really innovative idea that we have at the James established over many years, which is our digital pathology platform, which means that if you take a specimen and you look at it under the microscope, in the traditional days, you would require an expert pathologist to look at that slide, know what they're interpreting, and then if they needed help, they needed additional expertise, they'd have to find that individual, right. walk to their yeah. office, or maybe even send it across the country to find an expert to be able to interpret that you know rare condition that might have been seen under the microscope. What we now have is the ability to do that where you take that slide and scan it with an unbelievable density that the, um, you know, the number of megabytes of this file that's sent is amazing. You scan the slide, you can send it to our expert pathologist here at the James, and they'll interpret it in real time to be able to provide that expert opinion. So having the breadth, but also the depth of pathologic interpretation is key to ensuring that our patients are receiving the highest level care. Wow, that that's amazing. And I just want to go back to something you said, and I hope I pronounce this right, the genitourinary cancers. Yep. It seems to me that that, that would be a good match for this outpatient center because the vast majorities of those surgeries are on the less invasive side and lend themselves to an outpatient setting. Absolutely. And so that's one of the reasons why this is the optimal type of cancer uh, service to provide there is because most patients do not require an inpatient stay. If they do, they would be back at the James, but yeah. most patients can be served right in that James outpatient care center. Yeah. So lung cancer or colon cancer are not going to lend themselves to outpatient. Interesting. There's a yeah. lot of diagnostic testing that will be done in that facility for lung cancer. Oh, uh, diagnostic so, testing. Correct. Okay. So some of the you know bronchoscopies where you look into the lungs and do a biopsy is one of those types of procedures that will be done in the outpatient care facility. Uh, okay. So again, anything you can do on an outpatient basis, you want to do there because yeah. to free up space for the James, that's correct. The more serious things. Yep. And again, when you think about um, patients that are in an inpatient facility, it just is a different experience than being in an out. If anyone's been in an outpatient facility before, it just has a bit of a different feel um, and it's efficient. Uh, it is bright and airy. And so I think all those things are really going to be a very patient-centered approach to the next generation of cancer care. Okay. What's next on the list of services available? Yeah. So what next on the list is our um, aging and resiliency clinic. We know that our population in general across the U.S. is aging. That's especially true in the state of Ohio. Uh, we know that aging is one of the biggest risk factors for the development of cancer. So this clinic is really innovative in being able to identify patients in the older age groups 
and really focusing on not their cancer treatment per se, but all the other things that go along with aging. And that might be nutrition, psychological care, physical therapy as well, uh, and research. And so we wanna make sure that we are maximizing the ability of our older patients to tolerate cancer treatment and to optimize their quality of life as well. So our expansion of the aging and resiliency clinic called the CARES Clinic uh, is one of the other really hallmarks of this building as well. So it's currently, I believe, the CARES Clinic, because I think I've been there and talked to people, is in the James. It is. And it's gonna just move over to a bigger facility with perhaps more resources. That's exactly right. So expanding the footprint of the CARES Clinic, uh, ensuring that you know our physical therapists, the nutritionists, the um, psychologists, that all and social workers, that all of those services are here to allow for the aging population to have the maximum uh, benefit from you know not just their cancer treatment but quality of life as well. Yeah, when I was there, that was a, a great and a very informative visit because I got to talk to a couple patients and they they test them for, for everything to see if they're balanced, if their strength, how you're eating, to everything to help them with their quality of life as they age and deal with the cancer or if they're post-treatment. And it's, it's like you said, we're all gonna get older and unfortunately, the older we get, the our chances of getting cancer increase. Yeah, and so you know, one of the big pieces is that we know that older patients can be frail, and frail yeah. patients who get cancer and cancer treatment do not do as well as those that are not frail. So screening patients for their frailty, ensuring that we are intervening to maximize their ability to tolerate treatment or to get them to, able, to be able to tolerate treatment is key to their you know, maximizing their outcomes as well. Is there anything else? Well, uh, we're really excited about what's going to happen in the fall, and that is that within this building, the James Outpatient Care Center, is the opening of our Proton facility. Oh, good. We've been hearing about this for a while. It's ready. (laughs) Yeah, Proton's going to be ready in the fall, so it's going to be a little delayed compared to the opening in July because we have to get approval from the FDA to begin treating our patients because this novel proton delivery system is one of the first in the world to actually do this and certainly one of the first in the country. So the FDA has to approve it before we start treating. Um, proton, just for you know those listeners, is particle therapy. So it's not traditional x-rays, which are light basically, but this is actually accelerating a particle at speeds that exceed you know almost 500 million miles per hour and then using that to treat cancers in a way that minimizes the side effects of normal tissues and maximizes the effects of the cancer that needs to be treated. And that's gonna be critically important for not just our adult patients with a variety of cancers, but this is a collaboration with Nationwide Children's Hospital uh, and ensuring that the children of Central Ohio and beyond have access to the appropriate and best radiation treatment for their cancers as well as really one of the keys of this building as well. Say that again when when it's going to open? It's going to open in the fall. In the fall. We okay. can't tell a date because the, FDA, the FDA has, has to, to provide off. their approval, but it's anticipated at some point in time in the fall. So, Dave, that was a great overview, and it's you must be excited. <laughs> oh, we're so excited. Again, having the ability to open up a new ambulatory uh, building and outpatient care facility is really exciting. Again, creating the innovative care deliveries in this building, but also allowing for expansion of our services that exist in the James is key to our success. So when you say expansion of your services, I know that, and talking to you and others, that because of the James, the cancer hospital is such has such a great reputation in Ohio and around the world, and you're so innovative and offer so many treatments and clinical trials, more and more people from Columbus, from Central Ohio, from all of Ohio, from the country and around the world are coming here. You need 
to always continue to expand. So how does this new outpatient center sort of fit into that strategy of expanding that so you can offer your great doctors and scientists and treatments to a growing number of people. Yeah, and so certainly more people are being diagnosed like we talked about, but the number of people that are in Ohio and beyond that are survivors of cancer, which we still see here, um, are expanding. And that's the great story about success of treatments um, that we're seeing rates of survival that we've never seen before. And so how do you keep up with this volume? Uh, The ambulatory or outpatient movement of cancer care is really key. At the Wexner Medical Center, the opening of our um, of the outpatient center at Dublin and New Albany uh, is really key to that ability to see more patients. And so, the James Outpatient Care Center is an additional complement for that cancer population as well. Um, I would anticipate that the continued growth of the ambulatory footprint is going to be necessary to keep up with uh, the number of patients that we're seeing. And so while we'd all love to um, be out of a job as an oncologist as we pursue our cancer-free world, in the meantime, uh, trying to ensure that our patients in the community, in the state, and across the country get the optimal cancer care is key to the success, uh, I think, of the population in general. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but you mentioned that as more and more people are cured of cancer, those people, and knock on wood, the person you're going to operate on July 17th, she will need screenings for the rest of her life to make sure the cancer's not coming back. So that you need facilities to do that. And if you cure more and more people, that's more and more people who need screenings every year. So just that alone is cause for growth and for the the best of reasons. That's a great problem to have. So ensuring that we are able to accommodate the patients that are cured and still in follow-up of their cancer uh, is really important. So I've had a chance to ask Bill Farr what it was like to help build and open the Spielman Comprehensive Breast Center and Mike Caligiri what it was like to open the James Cancer Hospital. So you, as as the, the head of the James, what's it like for you to cut that ribbon and welcome people in and do your first operation. Yeah, it's really exciting to be able to do this. I do think this is the next generation of cancer care. Um, most importantly, this accommodates and helps the patients that we that we see. Uh, the building was designed in a way which is really patient-centered, helping patients, families, uh, ensuring that our faculty and staff have the best experience. This collaboration with Nationwide Children's is so critically important to the future success of Central Ohio and beyond for the children in our region. So I can't be more proud of what's going to happen on July 17th when we open the doors for the very first patient that walks in there and then for every patient that follows. Well, this is going to come out after July 17th, but so good luck. And in the in the first few weeks and months and down the road, we'll learn more and hear about the great stuff you're doing. Great. Very excited about it. Thank you, Steve. This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.